Welcome once again to Blockbuster Mentality, the podcast where actors, filmmakers, critics, and content creators come on to dissect one of their favorite films. I'm your host, Ben. Hey, before we get started, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes. Review us, rate us. We'd really appreciate it, or wherever you are listening, that would help us out a lot. Today, I talk Leon the Professional with Jeff Snyder from Collider. He is a film reporter and critic we had a great talk on this film and i hope you enjoy it so here you go so are you still with collider yes okay so fortunately just... i wasn't fired today <laughs> <laughs> not 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 yet anyways still about three yeah. hours left in the day so <laughs> it's true that call could come at any minute <laughs> so you you work with them just remotely just doing everybody's working remotely yeah i'm the senior film reporter over there um and yeah it's uh treat it's good treats me well <laughs> it's good so what i mean what made you go to boston is it just uh i mean obviously i'm assuming a little cheaper um i know you i, mean, I know I'm, you're from I'm just... there I'm yeah, I'm, I'm from Boston, so I'm laying low. I'm, I'm waiting out this pandemic just because LA is just too hot. It's a yeah. hot zone. It's too crazy, and not even just with the pandemic, but with protests and stuff. It just seemed like the right time to put everything into storage. You know, I wasn't under a lease or anything, and just get out of town. Why not? Why not? Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, especially when you're working, you can work remotely. You know, might as well. Might yeah, as well I'm take spending the... the summer with dad. I get to watch my my baby niece grow up. It's it's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome that you're able to do that. Uh, and you're obviously a, a Boston sports fan. We're here in Tampa. Are you are you into hockey at all? Oh, you so you you got my boy uh, t- uh, Tom Brady now. Damn you! I know. And yeah, the light the Lightning Bruins. Um, <laughs> uh, so the Bruins they what was it one one. It's two one. We uh we won last night. The Bolts won last night. Damn you! I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I did. I I have been watching playoff hockey. It's it's gotten me through because you know it, it sucks. Like I feel like I should be doing my fantasy football draft. You know. And, I know. And it's on the schedule, but who knows if the season even happens? Yeah, my league's been text texting each other, and it's like. I don't even I can't even get excited like I'll hear like yeah we we have something to be finally excited about with Tom Brady Gronk coming right. finally something to be excited about but yet I'm not that excited now because who knows if it's even going to happen so yeah. yeah it's I've been watching hard knocks so it seems like it's happening but at the same time you know especially yeah. with with the you know recent uh upheaval like I I was actually relieved that the NBA was going back yeah, because uh, the Celtics, I, I like the Celtics' chances, but um, I understand why they took the stance they did. Obviously, what a weird time, strange times we live in now. But uh, hey, we make do. But we have old movies to talk about. You know, that's that's what we have. You know, we have our collections. You know, we can we can at least go back, go down memory lane, visit things we've never visited before, uh, which which is great. Um, now, I mean, by way of, you know, new films coming out, I mean, are you basically just getting screeners? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all been digital except for, you know, I did go to the, the theater yesterday to see Tenet. Oh. Uh, it was a press screening. So it was a controlled environment. There were six of us, you know, I, I wore a mask and gloves and glasses and a poncho. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't taking any chances. And, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to see New Mutants um, with the public this weekend. Right. No 
screenings of that that I was invited to at least. So, um, you know, I would just say it's, it's everybody gets to make their own decision. That's the beauty of America. I wouldn't encourage people to go out and do it. Right. Uh, but I also don't want to seem hypocritical, you know? Are you allowed, uh, is there an embargo right now on Tenant? There's not. All what right. do you want to know? I'll uh, tell you everything. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> shot for shot. Tenant spoilers <laughs> coming at you. Everybody turns off this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, tw- tweet length impressions. Go. I mean, you know, an A for effort, very ambitious, uh, but ultimately disappointing. And it just, you know, it's on the story level. I, it, it didn't have the emotion that I felt Interstellar and even Inception did have. Yeah, um, I, I think that is a, a, you know, a missing spot in Nolan's filmography. I mean, he does, tap, like you said, Inception and, and, and Interstellar does have that, but... I, I still think he's missing that. I mean, obviously he's a, an amazing filmmaker, but you know, there's some stuff in this movie that I've never seen before. Like visually it's super cool, but at the same time, you know, it does a certain trick. And once you've done that trick for two hours, it's tough to get away with it for that last half hour. Like, okay, yeah. I, I get it. Stuff's inverted, but <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, let's move on already. <laughs> I just, I need that emotional hook. And, and I don't think that, like, I, I get that, you know, Nolan has been accused of being a cold filmmaker. I don't know if that's entirely true um, because I see the, att- he's not like Spielberg. He's not like, you know, warm and fluffy and cuddly necessarily. Right. Uh, but I just really think that this film was sorely lacking that. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, listen, Nolan worked with DiCaprio and in Inception, with McConaughey on Interstellar, with Al Chino and Insomnia, all these Oscar winners, all due respect, John David Washington and Robert Pattinson are not that. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Especially coming off of that, off all of his films, you know, you had, uh, what was his last, was his last one in there? No, Dunkirk, which had no one, which I thought was great, but, uh, but yeah, he, he, got a, he did a great job getting yeah. those performances out of those young actors. And I, I just think here it's a little bit too much style over substance. I mean, that's what you get when you're trying to just blow everyone's minds when that is the goal is like, I just want to show people stuff that they've never seen before. You, you succeeded. But at the end of the day, I go to the movies for a good story and sure. this just didn't quite happen. Sure. And then, you know, just real quickly, I uh, not to stay on this too long, but uh, do you think the hype around it kind of altered your perception? I mean, yes, expect, expectations are, are everything. And, yeah. and I do expect Christopher Nolan to, to deliver, you know, a really good screenplay and, um, I just think he got it's it's just a, a very convoluted story. It's very busy and uh that's that's really all I'll say. I'll let you right. guys enjoy yeah. it on your own. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, I'm looking looking forward to it. I think Dave's seeing it Monday and I'm seeing it Thursday, I believe. So well, let me know what you think of the sound mix too, because I mean he's still got those issues where you're just like, What uh, <laughs> is anybody saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll look out for that. I'm sure I'll notice it. So uh yeah. but as I said, you know, we you know, during this strange time we can we can revisit old films and talk about them uh this one it's weird that i'm calling calling a 90s film old but i mean it's you know 26 years old obviously the title of this episode leon the professional or leon or the professional whatever you want to call it um this is one that uh jeff uh you you came up with uh you you gave me a list a lot of times i gave you a list of my favorite uh, 90s movies and i think it came down 
down to this film and, and Natural Born Killers, yeah, which are two of my favorites. And you you went with The Professional. I'm glad you did because I got to rewatch it the uh, like a week or two ago with my dad, and it's it just holds up. It's just perfect. Now I have to ask, which version did you watch the other night? Oh, I don't know that the, I didn't even know that there are multiple versions and stuff. I guess I watched whatever is available on Amazon Prime. I believe I don't fill me in. What am I missing? So there's an extended version. There's uh, oh boy, yeah, and I, I believe that might be. So let me ask you this: What did the title say on? Like, what did the Ooh. title say at the beginning of the movie? Did it say Leon or did it, probably it say The Professional? Said, it probably just said The Professional. It was about 105 minutes. It okay. was like an hour 45. So you, you watched the theatrical version. So, yes, there is an extended version, my friend, uh, which I found out this week uh, because confession time. This is my first watch, Jeff. What? This is my first watch. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, I often... Not often, but, you know, a lot of times I have a movie podcast, but I, I, I have blind spots. You know, there's, there's it's OK. Films. Hey, we, we all do. <laughs> I've got plenty of them myself, as you know, from watching the Schmodown or whatever. But uh, OK, so you just watched it for the first time. What did you think? Uh, it was good. All right. That's the podcast, folks. Um, no, I <laughs> I, I honestly I, I mean, I knew a lot of the story and I think I knew that ending scene you know, with him and Gary Oldman, just from watching clips over the years on, you know, YouTube or Oscar shows or whatever. So I, I knew the basis of the story. So going in, um, I, I had heard a lot of uh, great things, but this, this I think is going to go down as an all timer for me because I was just totally captivated by it. It was, well, then you're welcome. Yes, exactly. That's thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, this is like I. So here's the thing. I this was 1994, right? Right. All right. I was 10 years old, and I remember this movie being marketed. It came out the, the same summer as Speed, uh, I believe, and and it was like it makes Speed look like a slow ride to Grandma's house. That was like <laughs> the big, you know, marketing copy, and I was like, yeah, I got to see this. So you, did you see it when you were 10? Did I see it? I don't I, I probably saw it when it hit video the following year when okay. I was eleven. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that I saw that in theater. So I did start going to R rated movies around ten or eleven because copycat was my first time alone in the theater. Ooh, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> um Yeah, but this is yeah, so I mean this obviously we'll get into uh, the story a little, but I, I do want to ask you because I know you're big into awards and Oscars and all that. I was shocked after watching this this that this didn't get any recognition really in the awards, you know, Oscars, Golden Globes, anything like that. Were you really were you really shocked cuz to me it's not shocking at all. <laughs> really? Why? Why is that not shocking? Well, I mean, you know, Jean Reno they're not going to give an Oscar like for best actor, like he's no, it's an action movie. Natalie Portman it's her first movie. I mean, it's a, it's one of the great child performances in the history of movies and one of the great feature film debut performances in the history of movies. Sure. Uh, tough to like, it's rare when they nominate, you know, eight or nine year old girls, you know, however old she was, 10, 11, 12. Right. Um, Gary Oldman. It's a bit of a too campy performance. I think. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe, one you thing know, with all the, that kind of <laughs> stuff and the pills. Right. Um, they're all incredible. Like I can't even picture anybody else in their roles. And, and to me, 
you know, Taluk Bassan and his casting director to to take a to just find this ten year old, twelve year old girl in Natalie Portman to see what she goes on to become. It's incredible the eye for talent. But who, right. so who would the fourth person be? Danny Aiello? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's really the only one, only other standout. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Jean yeah, Reno. when he'd be up against Oldman though for a supporting yeah. actor. Well, thing. so, so uh, ninety four. So Tom Hanks won, I know, for best uh, best actor. So you know they wouldn't have won, I don't think, against yeah, they just, him. There's no they didn't way. nominate a, action movies like that back in the day. Particularly yeah, that's what I was thinking French too. French action movies. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And and you know they do have the whole there is this controversy with you know perhaps the relationship between natalie portman's character and leon uh which is in the extended version there's more scenes nothing nothing like like nothing weird but i guess it rubbed uh like test audiences the wrong way which version did you watch the extended version so you did what yes. is that on like blu-ray or something is it yeah like a physical copy okay yeah my friend had it and he lent it to I me i think so. i've seen it i feel like i've seen it if only because watching a theatrical version just felt like it flew by right yeah like the the pacing really is there like in, in a theatrical uh theatrical cut and i do remember more like more of her going out on jobs or hits with him like more of her trying to clean do you remember her playing kind of russian roulette Maybe not. Maybe I haven't seen it. That doesn't necessarily okay, ring yeah, a bell. I, so. I, I mean, I only know this because I looked up what the differences were between the two. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's there's a scene where she's playing Russian roulette because she wants him to go uh, go after uh, Oldman's character. And if she is right, then she he has to go do it. And if she's wrong, okay. Oh yeah. No, I definitely don't think I've seen that scene. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, there were, there were some scenes where I was surprised they took out. There's a scene where, uh, he explains some of his past. Uh, it talks about an old lover he had. And interesting. Yeah. No, like this does not sound. Maybe that's why I was surprised. It didn't get (laughs) Oscar noms, uh, because it, it did delve deeper into the character, uh, he had a lost love. Uh, she was wealthy. Her, his, her father didn't want him to be with her. Somehow, uh, her father kills her, and he kills her father. Um, and that was his first kill. Interesting. So, yes. I always was <laughs> curious about what you know what made Leona a, a killer. How and him coming over to America. That'd be a great idea for a movie. I mean, not that I want to see it. This movie's untouchable. Hollywood don't touch this fucking yeah. movie. Um, <laughs> So I don't know if I can swear. Let me yes, know if uh, that's an issue. But uh, a prequel, Leon, the early years would be fascinating. And like, what is his arrangement with Tony where Tony holds all his money for that's... him? Is it because Leon can't go get a bank account? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what do you, uh, what, uh, yeah, what What are your thoughts on, on Tony? Do you, uh, is Tony he's... a bad guy? Is, oh, obviously he's a bad guy in the world sense. But right. <laughs> is is he, uh, you know, is he really looking out he's... for him? No, I don't think that he is. I think he's definitely someone who's kind of taking advantage of, of Leon. Um I don't call him Leon. I call him Leon. <laughs> I know. I never know what little... to do. Should I? Should I Leon. do the little Leon or I don't? I don't know. <laughs> Leon, because he goes, Leon is dead. The game is over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's. I yeah, I wasn't sure about Tony. You know, especially when uh, you know, uh, 
um leon uh, goes yes. to him saying like you know I, I might need some money he's like well i'm holding it for you i'm better right. than I'm uncle tony you can always come to me and it's like yeah that's not really how this is supposed to work but okay uncle tony <laughs> right um, i'm better than a bank you know, <laughs> you know? right because ain't nobody fucks with big tony no one robs from me exactly uh, Nat- <laughs> natalie portman says at the end though she she only gets like a hundred bucks from him, right? Yeah, he gives her a hundred bucks and tells her to come back in a month. It's like <laughs> right, a hundred bucks. It's like her whole family's dead, right? Like <laughs> Leon's dead. What's a hundred bucks gonna do? Right. Well, I was surprised he even you know gave her that, yeah, uh, because when you know uh, Leon first goes to him and says, "If anything happens to me, will you make sure she's taken care of?" And he says, "Of course." I didn't believe him at that moment, and that's what made me think, you know, he's he's not such a great guy, but. You know, it's a good thing her father paid the tuition for her to be able to go back to school at the end. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Which her father, I don't know the actor's name. I just recognize him from Michael Badaluco. Ma- there we go. From uh, The Sopranos. Uh, Wait, was he on The Sopranos? Yeah, he was first season. He was one of the first to get whacked. Uh, one of the first bosses to get whacked because he was a oh, snitch. Interesting. I only know this because me and my wife are rewatching uh, so, it right now. So, <laughs> oh, to me, Michael Bataluco is uh, the son of Sam. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, from, so, from Spike Lee's yeah. Summer of Sam. I love. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Gary Oldman Please. and his like. I love all of his guys. Right. Yeah, they're he's... amazing. They're like you know the. Um, the guy with the dreads. Yeah. Willie One Blood. Uh, he's a yeah, he's a what musician. a name. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh the, the, like the the huge, like intimidating guy who's just like sweating bullets, who's outside the door, like Right. Yeah. Well at first like nah. I I didn't know where he was. Like I said, where is he? And then I realized he was right outside the door and he's, he's so he's just gonna shoot anything that comes out that door. Right. It's like, man, at least you, you got Ma- Malky, who seems like a great number two, right? Right. <laughs> um I love the, the the guy with the slick backed hair who goes and looks at in Leon's like people, you know? Oh uh, yeah, and, and yeah. he's the one who, who who jams the knife into the bed. Oh yeah, yeah. With the kid right under, man. I thought that kid was getting out. I, I, I that was yeah, that was brutal watching them murder her whole family. Uh, my, my dad was like, they didn't show the kid dying. Like what? I mean, you want to see like, that, dad? dad? Come want? on. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty clear that that kid went down. Like, yeah, that, that he got shot in the crossfire. Um, but even the you know the Malky guy was like, why would you do that? But I love 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 right. the scene when she's walking through the hall. You you know, she sees her f- father lying there dead, but she just keeps walking, trying to keep her cool, starts crying. And, man, I just felt the tension build when she's at uh, Leon's door. Leon. Uh, Here's my big question. Though. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great. No, no, no. That's a great moment. Ben. Yeah. Yeah. When, when she is just begging him and, yeah. and you're. Oh, my God. And then that she's bathing that light. Yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's an incredible saying, moment. Yeah. Saying, please, Here's my please. question with, with the parents and everything. So. You see her, you see the mom getting ready, right? She's, like, putting on lipstick. She's getting her face ready. He comes up from behind trying to get something. She's like, no, no, no. Like, I got to go to work or whatever. Right. And then, and that's, like, in the morning. And then by noon, like, did she go to work and come back? Because by noon, she's in a bathtub. And it's like, didn't. I thought you just got ready to go out. Now you're taking a bath. (laughs) Like, yeah, I, I. 
was wondering the exact same thing. I was like, wait, I thought you had to go. Shouldn't you be gone? Your life could have been yeah, saved. Yeah, it didn't make a ton of sense. That, <laughs> yeah. that was that's like the one continuity thing in the professional. And I'm like, what ha- like, what are the, what's the sequence of events? The... Um, but I also don't necessarily know like what her job was right. or how long it would have taken to have She done. probably had to see a client for an hour in a motel or something. Yeah, she may have just had to do some hair somewhere. I don't know. Exactly. Or see a client in a hotel if you know what I'm saying? Um, oh, I don't, I don't know that, that Natalie Portman's mother was a whore in the professional. Well, she, but right. she wasn't her mother. She she said that. Oh, that's right. Or maybe okay. That, hey, <laughs> you got me. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I got yeah, that seat of her walk in the hallway saying, please, please. And then he finally opens the door, which was, yeah, just so uh, so much tension in that scene. But the uh, the Gary, like you said, Gary Oldman, the. Uh, him taking those pills reminded me of Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Yes. Every time he did the uh, oxygen, you know, he went crazy. Uh, That's, I I don't know if, you know, they got inspiration from that for him to, for him to do that. Did they, or are you asking? I'm at, yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. know. Yeah. That (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. I could definitely, uh, as soon as as you started comparing it to something, I knew exactly where you were going. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Who do you think the guy is jogging that they shot? Do you think he's like the government, like the state governor or mayor or something? Yeah. Uh, something like yeah some sort of politician yeah obviously he had a lot of secret service with him it seemed like right yeah something yeah (laughs) well and that's that's also i'm glad you brought that up because that's what i i love too because i was at first like okay you know she's saying like who do i who do i do and he's like anyone she's like okay no women no children he said that's right right he's really just gonna have her kill a random guy right now like what the hell (laughs) so i was kind of like feeling you know a certain way well, I, I, like, I love that it that it turns out to be a paintball exactly though. exactly that's that's and that's that was great i was like all right cool <laughs> he doesn't actually it was just practice you know just making sure she could do it she would do it um but yeah i was just a little thrown back at first because it's just like oh <laughs> i hope she doesn't do this i and- love I love the opening sequence where he goes uh to, to you know to the hotel room and takes everybody out i mean yeah, it's 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 just an incredible. It's just a great introduction to that character and how creative he is with his skills and, and athletic he appears to be as well. Though I'm not quite sure how does he escape all the machine gun fire. <laughs> just because that's just how movies are, Jeff. Right. You know, that's just it was written in the script that he would escape all the all the machine gun fire. That's, I just like there were there wasn't enough like police there. Like there's like a whole like shootout on like was that a, a hotel, a condo or whatever? I think it was a hotel, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it but it seemed so fortified. Like you know there were guys in adjoining rooms and cameras. I was like what is this place? Where where are they? Right. Uh well, I was thinking well, it just came to me that Gary Oldman went to Tony, you know, towards the end of the film, you know, saying like, you know, you've, you've hit guys for me. Like maybe that was one of his guys he wanted hit. So like he made sure it was protected by the police. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. How does that, how does that happen? No one, no bystanders come out other, you know, there's the one bystander, you know, in the scene where Natalie Portman's, uh, 
family gets killed the old lady that comes out oh that's a great <laughs> little moment of, of humor when she just turns and looks yeah over her head go back inside yeah <laughs> like uh really yeah, gonna God, shoot Olin's at me so great there <laughs> yeah um but yeah that, that opening yeah even the guy like then the sound of the neck cracking you know when he when he lifts the guy up to the ceiling the the guy you know what does he look like he looks serious <laughs> yep <laughs> like, oh. that, yeah, and, and even the, like the the prostitute in that scene where she's like, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go, Daddy. Like, oh, <laughs> everything about it is incredible. It's so great, yeah. But yeah, him just being stealth and it's so so Batman like, so oh, yeah. vigilante comes, comes up from behind with that blade, and that's like all you see at first, and the way he just disappears, yeah, and sweat, and so it's like you know that that guy is not coming back. Right, he is going to leave. Now, obviously, has so much. So much skill. Where 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 did he learn this from? I don't think he learned it from Tony. Did uh, Tony, you know, I'm thinking like Tony maybe hired a guy to train him. Like where where where, where do you think he? It's a good question. Was he a fully formed killer when he came over on the boat, and so Tony took him in, or did Tony see potential in him and and turn him into that? Yeah, yeah. it's a good. I don't know. Well. Jeff in the extended version, uh, he again explains, you know, he killed right, his girlfriend's dad. Yeah, girlfriend's dad. That was but that his... wasn't a hit, right? Right. That, but was, that was just a... like, but that was the first time he said he killed someone. Right. The first so... one's the hardest. Right. And then so he goes straight to the, to the states after that, and that's where he meets up with his father, who also works for Tony. So. I don't know if his father maybe was a trained assassin. They don't explain that. Oh, Leon met up with his own father, who was already here working for right. Tony. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah. That, that so he's like a second generation. That's... I grew up with Uncle Tony. I right. see. Yeah. I, that's why that I makes was, more I, sense. I was shocked that that was taken out of the theatrical because again, it gives so much more backstory to the character again there is you know there are films where you know it's good to have that mystery and you know where did they come from but right at the you same don't need to know everything about right them. exactly and and we still don't you know and that's why we can speculate like how did he learn how did he learn these skills what, what was his relationship with tony you know and all that so why was he in love why did he love milk so much i mean was he a was he an aa was he a for, did he have a problem with alcohol did his father have a problem with alcohol right so he yeah. never drank it I know that's that's a question I was going to ask as well. Yeah, what's what's the deal with the milk? What, what kind of milk is it? Is it skim milk? One percent, two percent, vitamin D? Uh, uh, it looked whole. It was pretty. It was pretty thick it milk. Looked, it looked like full. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was red. That was red cap milk, right there. So, um, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, to get. I, it, that reminded me of obviously a uh, clockwork orange, you know, the milk, you know, and all that. I think it, re- it kind of represents that he's kind of childlike. I think, um, you know, he's still yeah. loves to go to the movies on his yeah. day off. Yeah, he does. He does. You know, w- was that singing in the rain? That he was yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He loves going to the movies and he, but he, yeah, he doesn't know how to read or anything. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that uh it, it's definitely I, I like that choice though i mean it, it makes the film more unique you know having him just drink milk two quarts two quarts a day <laughs> two quarts a day wow <laughs> it's like man he must work yeah well he obviously works out a lot doing those crunches on the bed that was... that's right <laughs> I, I i don't know if i could do one so that's good on him <laughs> um 
So what do you th- what do you make of the plant? Because the plant is the love of his life, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, um, that's a, yeah, that's a good question. He, you know, and he he takes care of it like a little baby. Like he's like spraying it like so gently, wiping off the. Leaves. Does he need that to like keep in touch with that sensitive side? I, I think I think so. And then you know they talk about a little about uh, he has no roots. You know, right. she was saying it's a like, metaphor. Oh, yeah, it's a metaphor, man. Come on. Uh, yeah, you know, it's him, you know, trying to get to his roots, I guess. You know, I think that's... I'll break a little news on your podcast. Please do. <laughs> I don't I don't it's not confirmed. I don't I don't know if it's completely accurate or not, but I've heard that the new Parasite TV series mm-hmm. on HBO is going to be called The Metaphor. Really? The Metaphor. Now, do we know how it re- is it no. part of the movie universe? No more questions. No more questions Damn about Parasite TV series. We're going Damn back to the professional. Jeff. We were just talking about metaphors, and so it made me think, and I know that's not Jeff, out there. So. What a tease. Uh, um. <laughs> the professional. Guys, let's talk about this last half hour. Then. Yeah. Let's talk about that, let's, because let's... once the SWAT team comes into the picture, it is just – it goes from, like, this movie is very good to this movie is an all-time masterpiece. Uh, now, again, yes, I agree, but I, I have to go – if this movie came out today, would it be nominated for Oscars? No, absolutely. Really? Why? It's a bias. It's a bias against against action movies. I mean, I'd like but, to believe that that. Can we use Mad Max as the a Leon Matilda relationship? Uh, no, because I I don't think that this Mad Max is, was very different, and and it was this you know this kind of feminist tale. Okay. Uh, so you, th- I mean, there's. An, there's nothing in this that people that you haven't seen before necessarily. Like Mad Max was like, I mean, and I, and obviously I love this movie way more than Mad Max. I, I wasn't even that big of a fan of, of Mad Max whose story right. is very thin. Yeah. Same um, here. But no, that that's more the Academy's, you know, cup of tea than, than this movie, I think. Yeah. I'm going to have to res- uh, respectfully disagree with you. I think it would be nominated today. I think it's, uh, it, it, it's just I don't know. Just obviously the acting. the The only thing maybe that would hold it back is the controversy. But do you do you at any point feel any sort of not to make this too weird, but any sort of uh, sexualness with their relationship? I mean, no, there definitely is. Like that is. It's not just like subtext. That is the text. Um, I think, but she it's very feel, normal. I think she feels it. Yes, that is exactly it. She is a young girl right. who's going through puberty and having all these feelings. And, you know, it's no different than an Oedipus complex with, with a, a boy and his mother. You know, young, young girls, she starts to look at him as a father figure. Her, her real father's not around. Right. Like, it's only natural that she would have those kinds of uh, butterflies in her stomach kind of feeling for him. Uh, but at no point does he ever indulge her right. or... Um, you know, show that he's reciprocating that at all. And it's very much a father, daughter, older brother, sister kind of relationship, I think. Mentor, mentee. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's how I took it. Yeah. And, but I, I don't see why that would necessarily be controversial. If, if he was, you know, kind of showing that uh, side, I could see how it would be controversial. But, I yeah, don't know. But as, as, as soon as she comes out dressed like Madonna and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, it's yeah, a little that's, awkward. That's what, definitely when you start to feel it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that's a good thing that, that it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Right. And, and, you know, the fact that Luke Besson, that, that what has happened with Luke Besson and his career has happened, you know, since then. Sure. 
Yeah. I don't think you can look back and be like, oh, well, you know, this is where it was foretold. Like that, that's kind of crazy. And from what I understand, Allie Portman had nothing but excellent experiences with, with Luke Besson. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I know, yeah. Uh, is it Jean or Jean and is it Renu or Renu? Reno. Do you know? <laughs> in my in my head, I've just always called him Jean Reno. Jean Reno. Um, yeah, and I know he, you know, he was he was uncomfortable with some of the facts, so that's why he kind of played his character kind of I don't want to say mentally challenged, uh, you know, kind of, you know, just a little aloof, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So, he kind of played it that way, which I thought was which was perfect. Uh It's that slack jaw like Right, yeah, oh. like like yeah, when they're playing that little game, he comes out as John Wayne. You know, that's a fun little moment. You know, right. it's, it is. It, you're right. It's not necessarily mentally challenged, but but a simpleton almost. Of right. Sorts. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so, so we find out that Gary Oldman is a cop because we don't really know. Which that. is a great reveal. Yes, absolutely. Because you're wondering why the hell they just exterminated a family. Why haven't they, like, you know, bolted from this apartment? Right, because when they leave, you know, they you know, leave the guy with the dreadlocks there saying, like, D- just tell him we did our right. job. And I'm like, oh, so they're just, he's getting arrested and that's it. But nope, he just, he was a cop there doing a raid and shit went down. <laughs> Do you think that if, if Michael Badaluco had given them the drugs back at noon... And been like, listen, you're you're right. I I I did sell the. T- would they have killed him, or would they have said you have you know this amount of months to get us that ten that that money, whatever the ten percent cost back? Uh, mm, oh, oh, that's a good question. I don't know because I mean they straight up. Well, either way, they were gonna obviously kill his family because they straight up just walk in and start shooting his wife in the tub shoot i guess you're right i mean but they could have just been using but it was past the deadline yeah but it was pat they could have been using that as a message you know saying like all right do you have the stuff like because it's past noon if you have the stuff uh i i I don't know because they only i feel like after noon his fate was sealed yeah but if at 11 59 he'd been waiting for them out front and said listen i don't have all the dope that you gave me but here's 90 percent of it because you know he, he cut it Right. Uh, so he took ten percent out of out of the shit. Um, if he owed them ten percent, maybe plus interest, I, I wonder if he could have cut a deal with them rather than just played dumb. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. Don't don't get into this life, folks. Don't get into this life. It's tough. You know. You never yeah, know. If you what's... have a beaded curtain in your house. Re- rethink life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Did uh, I? I thought they were going to touch more on, uh, you know, because when we first are introduced to Gary Oldman, he's listening to music. The Malky guys, like, I don't want to disturb him. I don't want to no. disturb him. You know, I, th- I thought they were going to do more of that in the movie where he's listening to music and stuff, but they don't really touch on it more, which is fine. I, mean, I, I love just, that's one of the, that's yeah. just like a great line delivery though, where he's like, "I love Mozart." Yes. <laughs> I love that voice. Uh, Gary Oldman. I, I love Gary Oldman. I think he's a great actor. He does, which I, I couldn't do anything he does, but I think he had a little trouble uh, staying in American accent. <laughs> Sometimes the, the, uh, the it English. Definitely, yeah, you can definitely but, I mean, hear some. Absolutely. There, yeah, but I mean, no that's, question. yeah, it's, he's, he's 
human. Like that's not me knocking him. It's just something I notice. <laughs> I'm trying to get him on the show someday. So you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. If you <laughs> manage to go from Jeff Snyder as the guest to Gary Oldman, I will fucking <laughs> I will send you flowers and a fruit basket, my man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got some. I got some guests coming up. You'll, you'll we'll, oh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. And not Gary Oldman, you know, but you know, not Gary Oldman level but we'll see but we'll mark, see but mark ellis will be here mark mark ellis <laughs> dude i've been guy. trying him i've been trying him and he he, he ignored i got harloff I'll, on which i think I, uh i know roca had harder time getting harloff on his show than i did <laughs> so uh mark what's going on man jesus i'll drop a line for, thank for you mark ellis. i appreciate it I appreciate um back it. back to this movie <laughs> Uh, the metaphor, okay. yeah. We got to talk about the end. Parasite, we got to talk about the half hour. Parasite, the metaphor. We're going to talk about. Um, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so okay, so she goes out to to get the milk, which is kind of a great callback to the beginning. Right. Comes back, gets nabbed by the SWAT team, and I love immediately. Like, is there a special knock? And she makes up that knock, uh, which is on the spot. And like, it's a great tell because if, you know, if, if he hears that knock or any real knock, you know, at the door, he's going to be like, this is bullshit. Right. Definitely. Um, the SWAT, like the casting of the SWAT team guy is amazing. The the main SWAT guy. Right. Yeah. Well, and- Turn the fucking water off. <laughs> Shut the fucking water off. Well, it's great, too, because Leon knows that if someone does come and give the wrong knock, she obviously gave them the wrong knock and she, you know he knows there's trouble you know so that uh, they didn't have a knock right no they did unless it's in the extended version or maybe which I, I forgot watched. no no yeah she's uh he said you remember the knock right right before she goes to the store and she she gives oh. she yeah she gives the number uh of knocks or whatever oh uh, you're right no you're right i do remember that line yeah. but you never see there's no you, there's no practice knock in the movie right exactly okay but they yeah. there is a line referring to some kind of code okay right yeah. um i do remember that but yeah, so yeah, this last yeah, like you said, half hour uh, when the SWAT team comes in, does the knock, come in, and he's nowhere to be found. But uh, we see the doorway and oh, the fingers creeping down, <laughs> closing the door. It's so creepy. Oh. The whole the whole sequence looks like it could have been filmed by like Fincher or something. Oh, like- absolutely. And again, you keep mentioning these things, and you still think it wouldn't be nominated for an Oscar. I, I, I don't get it, no. Jeff. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, Seven's a perfect movie. Uh, you know, Fight Club's amazing. Like those aren't movies that get nominated for Oscars. Panagram is great too. That's. I mean, you're right. You're right. Listen, do I do I think that this movie deserved to be nominated for Oscars? Yes. Okay. Knowing what I know about the Academy and its taste, there's not a chance in, in the snowball's hell that this would be nominated <laughs> in any year. That it came out. Um, okay, that's right. fair. That's so, fair. <laughs> I love that he that he you know starts picking off these guys. I love when the lasers uh, come in. Right. And, well, okay. Wait. We back up to the to the shot. Right. That shot is epic. I mean, and the music. How, how about the score? I know. It's yeah. incredible. At least again, uh, Oscars not just acting wise. Like 
I think the score could have at least gotten gotten nominated. The score could have gotten nominated. Yeah. I'll give you that. That that is an element of this that is just like hard to deny. Right. Yeah, and maybe even cinematography. There's some uh, cool shots, uh, especially at the beginning. I love that shot of New York and everything like that. But yeah, the shot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yes, no, I'm just saying, like when they bring out the the big guns. Yes, and, and you know he just kind of like turns around and is like ah. <laughs> well, that's um, great. But that, also great. Right before that is him when they still have natalie portman right you know he's he's murking guys left and right and no no problem he gets shot once in the shoulder yes Uh, he does the one where he you know while hanging upside down so you see the blood drip out that's great yep hanging upside down and what i love is uh, it's great filmmaking or great writing is they show him constantly doing crunches so it makes it believable that he's right physically able to do this so mm-hmm. I, I love little details like that uh, that, you, again, make make it believable. I mean, obviously, movies were supposed to suspend our you know disbelief a little, but that makes it believable. Um, but, yeah, just some bad badassery uh, in, in this last scene. And then him going right up to the guy who's peeking around the corner with the gun to yes. his head. Oh, and... Amazing. <laughs> and leaving him out there to get shot by his colleagues. <laughs> yep. He's like, they shot him after he shoots the sprinkler. And they just, oh, well, we just shot our, shot our own guy. No big deal. All right. So now he's in there. He's waving the lasers off. He gets her down like. And what foresight to say, grab the axe off the wall. Right. Right. Yep. I wonder if he had that planned all along because he definitely seemed to have, he like went right to it. Oh, I'm He's sure like, we're going to start hacking that fan. I'm sure as soon as he gets to any place he goes to, he's right. He skims the whole place. He figures out an escape route. I guarantee that's what he does every time. So he gets her down there and she's just hanging on for, for dear life saying she doesn't want to go. He's like prying her fingers off the the thing. You you put the plant down first, of course. Uh, just so much emotion, and right. her looking up at him, and the way that they say, like you know, that they that they love each other, and he wants her to have roots, and oh, it's amazing. I know, yeah. What a great great scene, and yeah, him him, you know, because she's been telling him she loves him the whole time, and he's just like, okay, you know, you're a child, and you know, this is just child love, and he he genuinely tells her he loves her, you know, right. not just to make her go. I believe this is genuine. He does love her. He cares about her and not in a weirdo way, <laughs> like a father, daughter, right. brother, sister, you know, something like that. Um, so yeah, great, great moment. Um, and yeah, just, just beautifully, beautifully we, shot and everything. We, we can back up. What, why does she tell the hotel manager you know that that this is her lover like <laughs> what is she what, how does she see that ending yeah that's what i was wondering too i, I you know i i would think she initially does it because she's mad at him for going on without her yeah. um but yeah i, I <laughs> that that could have ended very badly for him especially nowadays <laughs> 19 yeah, 1994 sure. they were like eh, just get out of our hotel please <laughs> <laughs> right go, go do it somewhere else uh weird yeah. um <laughs> I love the scenes with her, him training her, doing the gum on the uh, peephole, and then the uh, bolt cutters on the chain lock. Is that in the extended version, or is that that must be in the extended I like version? That, I feel like that's extended. Yeah, because oh, that, that doesn't. Man, uh, I gotta get my hands on on one of these. I know, dude. I mean, I'm sure you could just look up probably the extra scenes in there, YouTube. 
I'm sure they have them. Oh, I got to see it for myself. I got to I got to rewatch this movie all Do over it, again. Well, this was one of the this is I mean, I don't want to say few movies, but I instantly wanted to watch this again when it when it went off. Like I really really loved this movie. Uh so I'm again, thank you. <laughs> uh, I never saw La, La Femme Nikita, uh which is also yeah, Luke, on yeah. and Jean Reno. I had, um, so I, I need to I need to do that. Yeah, yeah. Fifth Element. Um, I assume you've seen. He just wrote yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't a huge Fifth Element guy. Yeah, um, yeah. People, I feel either love or hate that. <laughs> but, all right. So, so what do you think of Leon passing himself off as one of the cops? Like, have we seen that too many times, or was this film one of the first to really pull that yeah. off? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like in today's eyes, you know, yeah, probably we've seen it too many times, but. I don't know. I'm trying to think of movies prior to 94 if that was done. Um, definitely could have been one of the first. You know, it it, it, it was a way for – it was a good device to get him out, I guess, you know, uh, to get him out. I thought it was very clever that, that yeah. he took the cost, you know, the, the uniform off uh, one of the guys that he killed. Um, and the fact that, you know, uh, Stansfield had called for everyone, right? In that iconic <laughs> line reading, which is the greatest line in the movie, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. But, everyone. Uh, right. So, so obviously, if it's everyone, then they're not all going to know each other. And, and right. someone asked him, like, are you from, you know, whatever precinct? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, and then, you know, to, to, I love that Stansfield, though, sort of sees, like, what's happening. He, he sees it unfold and he realizes if I give this guy a clear out, you know, he's like, clear, clear this hallway or whatever. If I show this guy the way out, he's going to take it, and I'm going to be there to, to catch that mistake. Okay, so you think he... He traps him. He, I mean, he, he, he does made, do that. Yeah, he gives him a clear path out. I was wondering that because, yeah, he sees him there. Couldn't he have just tell, told all the other cops, hey, that's the guy, get him right, right. now? No, but, he wanted him for himself. Oh, he wanted to shoot him in the back of the head. That makes way more sense. Okay, yeah, and, that... That's the selfish nature of Stanfield, the psychotic nature of him. Yeah. And I love that that doubles back to the scene in the bathroom with Natalie Portman where he's waiting behind the door. Right. Yes. Yeah. And Which he is was... also a great scene where he, you know, yeah. he, she she brought enough guns to, like, take out the whole building, you know? Right. Yeah. And, you know, it was uh, quite easy just to get guns in a food bag back Back then, obviously. What is the name of the Italian chef who cultivated <laughs> this? I love how she can just get into the building with all all those weapons too. And I shit. know. So and that he just comes in and starts. He is the DEA. <laughs> so he just goes to the DEA, kills two people in the lobby, or like knocks them out cold. Right. Goes upstairs, kills two DEA agents, and is able to get out with a twelve year old kid. This is amazing. <laughs> but it's uh, best not to ask too many questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then Stansfield shoots him in, in the, that great shot with the gun, right? Or yeah, where the gun comes into focus and you see the oh, bullet. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, beautiful. It's perfect. And then and then you see the flash of light. Yes. And the camera's perspective goes low, oh. and it's become clear Leon's been shot. My dad does is just like, what happened? How did he get down on the ground? You don't see him get shot. I'm like, can you not add one and one? Come on, Dad. Yeah, really? the guy's pointing a gun at the back of his head. So people are now people now wonder, well, why if he was shot in the back of the head, and maybe it wasn't the head, maybe it was the chest. I don't fucking know where the hell he got shot. Yeah, seemed like it was the back of the head. That's why didn't he so. just die? Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why didn't he? I mean, you got the Gary Oldman getting nicked in the arm at the beginning of the movie, uh, getting pissed about a suit 
being uh, destroyed, by the right. way. But it maybe just got nicked in the head, you know, not quite a full, you know, shot. Because <laughs> when, he, when he got up, you could see, like, skin flapping down a little. So I'm pretty sure it was the head. Are we all just conditioned by movies to think that, like, a headshot is, like, you're automatically dead? Are, you know, do you get a last 30 seconds <laughs> well, to I- say that iconic line? I don't know if your what your thoughts are on. Um, I don't know why I just saw all of a sudden the sequel to Sicario. I love that when Benicio del Toro he gets shot, gets shot in the face, yeah, yeah right in the face. Um, so you know, uh, there are times where people can get shot in the head area and survive. So, but I mean, if we're talking metaphors, uh, see Parasite. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. And, and he didn't he didn't uh he didn't survive long, obviously. Right, exactly. But I think that uh, meta- metaphor-wise, I think that was just his one last kind of mission, one last I'm going to do something for someone else. I'm going to help right. out Natalie Portman and and you know, totally destroy this guy forever because if he stays alive, she's going to be in danger the rest well, of her life when does he pull the pin does he pull the pin after he's been shot or does he pull it before and he just senses like i'm about to get killed i gotta pull this pin i would think a guy when you look at that beginning scene i would think a guy like that would know that there's someone behind him so mm-hmm. uh i think yeah he pulled the pin beforehand he basically committed suicide yeah like he yeah. was he was gonna he well, knew he, he was gonna die yeah he knew no matter what i'm gonna die so hey this guy's coming with me i'll see oh, you in and, hell and oldsman's uh gary oldman's last uh <laughs> reaction was just like oh shit yeah it's like <laughs> what else do i do but i love that and yeah it, he, he just pulls the one but obviously it explodes all of them right great great little set piece there um and yeah that's uh yeah but you, like like you said that shot of him getting shot in the back of the head but it's the camera just be- uh, very creative i don't think i've i've seen that in a movie before uh but if- it was be- beautifully done yes and i love i also love that the movie ends with the sting song Yes, it does. Yeah, that's uh, it's I, a good song. I guess there was a song written for the movie that they were going to use, but uh, they they ended up using that instead. Which, Ooh. yeah, I'm I'm glad. You're dropping all kinds of knowledge uh, knowledge dude, bombs over here. IMDb trivia, bro. Gotta gotta look that up. You you might need it for the schmodown. So, <laughs> are you still active in that or no? Uh, I am not allowed to reveal that at this time. Oh, <laughs> tune in on Tuesday. We'll see. Okay, okay. See who comes out. Am I, do, I, do I have to cut that out of the episode? No, you, it's fine. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Natalie Portman goes back, like you said. Like, luckily, her father paid for a year's tuition or whatever it was for that school, the Spencer School. And mm-hmm. the lady said, "All right, well, you're gonna have to tell me the truth." And Natalie Portman <laughs> literally says, "My family was killed by the DEA. <laughs> I was taken in by a hitman. I helped him do <laughs> do hits, and here I am. Essentially, if I if you, if you let me go, I'll die." <laughs> Would you want to see a sequel to this? I know Bassan did Colombiana. It's not the same thing. Um, apparently, it was based on the this, this screenplay that he had written that would have followed uh, Matilda years later. But right. I think they should just leave this alone. I don't want to see Natalie Portman reprise her role 30 years later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they do too many reboots as it is. And, you know, it, 
I don't know if this is a film that would draw box office, everything like that. Like it's, it's definitely a, it's a film lovers film, I would say, but again, it is an action film, but it's more artsy than your, your normal action film. I'd say. For sure. It's not a, it's not a Michael Bay picture. It's not, it's not crass. Um, (laughs) Right. There's a certain, almost like a European elegance to it. Definitely. Uh, which is, you know, a a big part of that is obviously Luke Besson, but, um, this is just a special movie, man. It, it really is. And it's why you still see like all this pop art, you know, like, you know, when you go to Mondo or bottleneck gallery or gallery 1988, like people are churning out pieces and art about this and their connection to, to this movie and these characters. What are the essential themes as we're wrapping up here? They, uh, you know, just obviously this guy's a loner. He's, he has emotion. He has empathy, but he does a job. I believe he was manipulated by this Tony guy all his life. Tony could have taught him how to read. You know, Tony could have taught him how to get a bank account. You know, all that. I, I know these aren't themes that I'm saying. I'm just saying specifics of the of the movie. But uh, well, I mean, what what do, what do you think the message is in this movie? I think it's the importance of of having roots and, and that family doesn't need to be your blood. That that family, you know. Yeah. There's many different definitions of it. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, no. I think you you hit the you hit it right on the head there. So Yeah, what a movie. Yeah, oh, I'm so I'm so glad we could we could talk about this at, at length. I don't I don't think I've ever in my life had a, an hour long conversation with somebody about the professional, so um, just made uh, my day. Uh Jeff, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's Leon, the professional. I'm so glad I finally, uh, watched it and I am going to be revisiting this and I hope you watch the extended cut. I believe you'll, you'll get a lot more out of it. Uh, again, I, I never saw the other cut, so I, I, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but we'll, we'll swap cuts. You'll watch the theatrical cut. See if it moves better. I'll watch the extended cut. See if it moves, uh, or not moves faster, but just gets deeper into yeah. the characters there and you their go. relationships. So. There you go. Any, and, uh, uh, and in a few weeks or months, whatever it is, we'll do MBK. I know. We'll I was MBK. thinking that. I was saying, hey, let's do Natural Born Killers next. I would that has a that. director's cut that I prefer. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, I think I've only seen the theatrical. Oh, you're missing some incredible scenes in, in the director's cut. Read up about those changes, man. Ooh. Ashley Judd. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Ashley oh, Judd. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll definitely be checking that out. And then, uh, so any any other thoughts on Leon the Professional? It's just, it's a classic. It's a masterpiece. And I hope Hollywood never, ever touches it. Yep. Same here. Same here. That's Leon the Professional. Jeff, why'd you leave Twitter? Why did I leave Twitter? Because uh, it's just become an ugly place where you can't even have discourse with someone like I could on Facebook. Not to mention, you know, on Facebook, I know who I'm talking to. Right. Um, and, and there's just too many anonymous people who can just say anything they want. The repercussions are too great. I have too much to lose for me to stick my foot in my mouth and lose like a fourth job because of Twitter. Right. Uh, so you've just... lost jobs because of Twitter. Oh yeah. 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 If you, if you know my history, of course. Yeah. Um, that would happen. Variety. Is that what happened there? They say, that, you know, I've heard it was, I never really got a straight answer from variety. Um, but I'm sure that was a factor. The rap mashable, definitely a factor in those firings. Uh, but it's really just cause I'm too honest for social media. Right. You know, yeah. like I, it, I am literally too hot 
for Twitter. It's great talking with you, Jeff. Likewise. Anytime you want me back, just let me know. There you have it. That was my conversation with Jeff Snyder. Great dude. Great conversation. Uh, Be sure to follow us at Blockbuster Cast. Be sure to, again, rate us, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would really appreciate it. But that is it for us. I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. 